What's up, everybody? Before we get the podcast started, I just wanted to remind you that we have merch for sale, official podcast merch. You can go to the link in the description of this very podcast and go to our Teespring account and get a shirt, two coffee mugs, and a COVID-19 custom mask with our logo on it, because why not milk this pandemic for all it's worth financially? So uh, again, the description to our merch is in the description of this podcast. On to the show. What's up, everybody, and welcome to episode number 211 of Uncovering and Explained Mysteries for, uh, what's today, Friday, um, January 15th, 2021. I am Josh Cannon, and I am here with my co-host, Mike, the 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 Mongoose Brown. I, I don't the know. Mongoose? Yeah, I, I crapped out. I was going to say Mike the Bike Brown, but that <laughs> makes no sense. I'll tell you, Mongoose is a better nickname than fucking uh, the bike. He's the Mongoose, everyone. I, I don't even know how to ride a bike, so yeah, no. Oh, really? Just like a no. Norm- wow. What's that all about? Uh, my mom was uh, super uh, Over- conscientious and, and paranoid. When I was younger, because uh, she had accidents on her bike multiple times, uh, concussions, broke her uh, teeth out. Do you you have uh, any desire to learn how to ride a bike? It's quite fun. Yeah, maybe, but it's... I got all this other stuff I'm I'm worried about right now, so you, you it, it's, and, it's you on and, my uh, mind. You and wheels just don't go together very well, do no, they? No, I don't know how to drive a car yet. <laughs> I don't know how to do any of these things. Uh, and uh, it's just with bikes. It's like I, I did try to do it, and then I got I chickened out. And I'm pretty sure if I tried to do it again, like I'd, and I kept at it, I'd, I'd figure it out. Mike, but, you know this is very rare, right? I know it is, and I, you know what? I'm owning it. <laughs> so y- y- you can throw all the insults you want at me. I've already heard it Have a you? million times. Did, did yeah. kids used to tease you about that? Yeah, well, you know that. And, you know, I've, I've heard some people, like when I say that, like, oh, you know, some people. But, you know, this is this is our podcast. We've opened up. We've said all kinds of things to our listeners. So. Yeah, I feel like I've opened up more than you. So this is yeah. the, this is the least that you can offer offer the people after all the shit that I've said about my myself. <laughs> yeah. Well, also, it's not a priority for either of those things where I'm at and and the situation that I'm in. Uh, I can. I get rides from either my uh, my my stepdad or my friend who's who's borrowing my car, and uh, otherwise I take the bus or I walk. I mean, it's not really, and I do lifts. I do that every now and then too. 
And uh, those are pretty cool, actually. I, I would recommend lifts. Oh, I got I got out of a I got out of a very awkward situation one time um, after a hookup, a one night stand, if you will. Uh, oh no! I rode with the people to the house, and uh-huh. I ended up hooking up with a chick, and she passed the fuck out, and. It was kind of a weird house, and I really, really didn't want to spend the night there. I knew that they were, you know, they were probably going to wake up earlier than what I'm accustomed to waking up to, and then I'd have to wake up and I'd feel like shit. And back in the olden days, tough titty. You would have to not only spend the night there, but you would have to then, like, wait for them to give you a ride back to your car, wherever that may be, and it was just a whole fucking ordeal. But then I remembered rideshare services on my phone, and I was like, hallelujah! <laughs> I was willing yeah. to pay anything. That that was like the most priceless lift ride I ever got, because not only did I get to get the fuck out of there, but I got to, you know be returned to my house that night so I could sleep in my own bed. It was uh, fantastic. So I think in emergencies, uh, I think they're, they're a really great thing for me personally. That's the only time I ever use it is if it's some situation like that. And I mean, that that's fine. I mean, and I use it when I don't have a ride to work or I, I don't want to take the bus somewhere and I got enough money to be able to, you know, kick in the 12 bucks or whatever to take the lift uh, to the mall or something. Because uh, I don't really like being out in the rain. I I know some people, they love, they actually legitimately do like being in the rain, but I'm I'm not really one of those people. I'm not singing in the rain. Ah, I see. (laughs) So, um, so yeah, what what else is going on in, in the life of Mike? Uh, um, I got a lot of other things and stuff like that. Uh, I lost a friend. Yeah, I saw. I have, I'm sorry to hear about that again. Well, what, what I was telling yeah. you before we started recording, uh, you posted a picture of you with that and the girl, and you know, it's not often that you see pictures of Mike at all, like like outside of his computer chair or whatever. And and I do have to say that we get a full body pic of Mike, and he is looking snazzy. He's wearing, like, this leather-looking jacket and uh, jeans, and he's not wearing knee socks. And I gotta say, Mike, look kind of cool in that picture. They're actually uh, uh, joggers. I'm, I'm wearing uh, the the same pair of pants right now. Uh, they're really comfortable. Uh, they're still, you know, they're they're close to that kind of thing. I think they are by, made by Levi's. Uh, but but I, I am sorry about your friend, but I did have to say on a side note that, you know, I thought I thought you looked pretty cool in that. Oh, <laughs> you, thank you. You look pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're badass. Can we like hang out with you, Mike? <laughs> Shut up, Bill. <laughs> um, um, haven't so, done that one in a while. Yeah, other than you know dealing with that, uh, cancer fucking sucks. Yes, yes, it does. Good lord. Um, but now this is the Uncovering Explained Mysteries podcast where we cover mainly unsolved mysteries. Sometimes we do. Other things, like last week we did Tread, that was a fun deviation. Uh, I don't think me and Mike were that prepared this week, so we just kind of, I picked one from a list of episodes that I thought was interesting, and then I don't know how you came, I don't know how you found your pick, but... um, Well, I had a, 
uh, Carson Prince, uh, the case I'm going to talk about later, uh, that's one that I had uh, on a list of my own. Oh, okay. I also have a few others. All right, I'm glad you're keeping a list, too, because it's, it's just a lot easier to just look at your list and be like, oh, okay, you know, I know what to talk about this week or whatever. Um, yeah. We still are planning on doing... Um, uh, we we knew, we almost need to do like an Australia month or something with all the yeah. videos we were sent from uh, Snowtown Murders. Yeah, so that's still definitely on the docket. It's just a, I think that's like a feature length film. So yeah, I'll have to pop that in DVD player. Hopefully, it's uh, in we're in the same region as Australia. Yeah, if it's region locked, I don't know. No, oh. but I think mo- mostly Australian uh, DVDs tend to be region free, but sometimes they're not. So that whole region lock thing is so stupid. I I really don't. Yeah, I don't understand the point of it. But I'm glad I have a region free player. I was able to watch uh, the Problem Child films and on Blu-ray because uh, I don't think they actually have a U.S. release. That's weird. Uh, Yeah, I know. Is is that like a special mod you have to do to your DVD player, or do you? Uh, no, I bought it. It's a Blu-ray player I bought a long time ago off eBay, uh, a Sony that was hacked by someone mm. so it can be region free so you can just like press the number two on the remote and now it's region b oh wow and that's uh, crazy and uh there's a lot of options like that there's a uh, um there's players uh newer players like 4k players and stuff like that um there's even a website i think it's 220 electronics they they uh sell uh hacked players okay good to know yeah because i i've been sent some dvds from some of our foreign listeners and i've not tried to watch them yet but i don't know if i can here's another option download the vlc media player and watch them on your computer oh through the vlc media player okay i have vlc media player so i guess i guess i'm good to go then you're good to go because uh, you can watch uh, region lock DVDs all day long uh, on your uh, computer through VLC. Righto. So this week we're going to be talking about two cases from Unsolved Mysteries. The first case is going to be of uh, the human time bomb, Harvey McLeod. Poor bastard. Harvey McLeod, that sounds like the name of a uh, character. A lead character in some uh, sitcom in like the fifties or sixties. What uh, wasn't that a character from Duck T- Not Ducktales, but uh, um, what was the one where they like flew around and shit? We had launch pad and oh, oh yeah, no, that that wasn't a. Ca- there, I don't think there is a character named Harvey McCloud in Tailspin. Tailspin. I, I, I yeah. think I know what you're talking about. I used to watch the heck out of that show. Yeah, me too. When I was a kid. That was on um, that was on the Disney Channel, which was uh, extra. You had to pay more for that growing up, and we didn't have it at our house. And so, but my grandparents did, and that was like a real luxury back then. Was putting on the Disney Channel at their house, and yeah. we, we would watch shows like that because, like, my parents just had basic cable. It was a spinoff of the Jungle Book because you had a uh, Baloo. Yeah, there wasn't anyone uh, with that name. It was Kit. Cloud Kicker. Oh, okay. Maybe that. Maybe the, there was a cloud, but but not not McCloud. There should have been a shit kicker. <laughs> Kick shit. 
Anyway, Harvey McCloud. Um, and what happened to Harvey McCloud also never happened in Tailspin, although that would have been hilarious and very dark for a, oh kid, for a kid's cartoon. <laughs> <laughs> Strapping a bomb to you, motherfucker! Uh. So, in Modesto, California, 65-year-old Harvey McCloud had been a devoted cab driver for 10 years. So he started when he was 55. You know, when you think of a 65-year-old cab driver, you'd think, oh, he must have been driving cabs for 40 years. No, it's just the last 10 years of his life. All right, anyway. Uh, Harvey had seen just about everything, so he wasn't too surprised when a man in a turban with a phony beard and mustache flagged him down one afternoon. I love it. I love he's like, he's not surprised at all. Like This guy is clearly wearing a disguise. And he's he's just not like, even trying to hide it. He's like, yeah, another day at work. Uh, he's quoted as saying, it was just a normal fare. He did, uh, he did have a turban, but we have several of those in Modesto, so I never thought anything about it. What do you mean, several of those, Harvey? Racist white man? Check your privilege. Anyway, Uh, sorry. Had to get a little woke there on you. The passenger spoke in a coarse whisper. (laughs) This this actor (laughs) was The reenactment was was almost like fucking uh, the dictator with uh, fucking... uh, Yeah. Uh, Sasha Baron Cohen. Yeah, Sasha Baron Cohen. He, like it reminded me of that. It was so weird, man. Uh, what that reminded me of, in, in terms of the way he was speaking, is Snake Plissken, Kurt Russell's character in Escape from New York, where you know, it's like, call me Snake. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it's just yeah. speaking in this coarse whisper. So he only had about half the fare, but he said he could pick up the rest at his brother's house, which was on the way. Quote, yeah, sure. Quote, uh, he said his brother lived on that road, so I didn't think too much about it until he told me to stop after a couple of blocks. So I stopped the car and turned around, and here that gun was staring me right in the nose. So I just basically thought it was a robbery. But this was no robbery. No ordinary robbery. Harvey McCloud was about to be turned into a human time bomb. The gunman chained a black metal box with a numeric keypad onto Harvey's body. He ran a wired lead around Harvey's neck and clipped it shut. Then, according to Harvey, the gunman activated the black box. Now, this is a really terrifying scenario. I gotta be honest. Like, oh, it, yeah. It, I mean, there's a point later on where you're like, yeah, it's probably a fake. But you're, we're watching it from the outside, not actually in that situation. So... When you're in that situation, you're probably not thinking, oh, is it real? Is it not? You're thinking, oh, my God, it's a fucking bomb, and I don't want to die. There was you a, know, that's that's really yeah, what, there what, was what's a, going a, through your mind. There was a documentary on Netflix, I want to say, about a guy who um, died from having a, a bomb. Yeah, we sp- talked about that, I think. Did we? Yeah, the pizza delivery thing yes yeah it was yeah something yeah. like that yeah and he's like they just the the cops like kind of dropped the ball on it because they didn't do anything to help him you know and the thing started beeping and it, it just went pow and that guy got yeah. blown to fucking his head got blown to bits or it's stuff like uh uh you know the uh soldiers uh in uh, iraq that dealt with the explosive devices oh yeah that was like, like- the film uh the Hurt Locker, which I, I recommend that one if if you haven't seen that one. 
which probably haven't, right? Yeah, being... No, I haven't. Uh, (laughs) Having bombs strapped to you is to the Middle East is what hip-hop is to America. I mean, that shit... That shit is that that's their OG shit. I mean, any any bomb strapper in America has to uh give it up to the uh the OG kings of the bomb strapping, which is the Middle East. I mean, that's their that's their fucking uh thing over there. Uh, to the, to, there's a joke in that somewhere. I'm going to leave it up to you guys to figure out where the joke was. Um so anyway, the cabbie was saying, "I was terrified. My mind was going 100 miles an hour and I was trying to figure out how am I going to get out of this?" Ten minutes later, Harvey was on his way back to Modesto. On the drive there, the gunman gave Harvey detailed instructions for robbing a bank. Harvey was to take a box, which carried a second bomb, into the bank and leave it there. Well, he kept reminding me that he could set this bomb off by a cellular telephone. And me, I don't know that much about electronics, but you see in the papers and TV, you can do about anything with electronics nowadays. So I believed him. Which, I mean, you know, and then this was fucking, like, the 90s. Um, so, I mean, you gotta you gotta figure, like, back then, yeah, but now especially. I mean, shit. Well, yeah, now uh, it would have a much wider range yeah. in terms of uh, how you would be able to uh, get a signal. Um, and, uh, yeah, it, it's, it's, it's really crazy what you can do with electronics now with tech with technology and uh, so there's some really interesting stuff about like how much damage just a computer virus or a worm can do uh to uh an infrastructure that's in a lot of ways a bomb inside of the internet or inside of a computer you know inside of multiple different computers is uh, a computer virus Makes you wonder how truly close we are to making a real life RoboCop. Yeah, uh, <laughs> and and not, I don't know. And I not think, the two thousand eight reboot. <laughs> yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think it would be closer to the two thousand. I think it was two thousand fourteen. I think it would be closer to the two thousand fourteen film, which Mike loves so much. Yeah, Robocock. <laughs> Tarnishing his favorite movie of all time. <laughs> I, uh, let me guess, leading up to the release of that movie, you were probably ranting and raving about how bad the movie's going to Oh, yeah, I mean, I, I saw the photos, uh, and he looked like a fucking Power Ranger, and I was like, wow, <laughs> all right. And uh, I saw the interviews with the actor where he was talking about how, I thought The Dark Knight was rated R. You know, because the new RoboCop was going to be PG-13, and he was defending the PG-13 rating by showing uh, his admiration for the Dark Knight and talking about how edgy and violent it was. And I'm like, that that was... that. that, I don't know how the hell you thought that was rated R, especially in comparison to RoboCop, the original... From 1987. Oh, that movie's violent as shit. <laughs> it's great. And then, and then uh, he made matters worse by he didn't he didn't know what the Oregon Trail was. You know the video game. Yeah. He didn't know. He had no idea what that was. Yeah, I remember watching that movie and seeing that. Huh. Hocus Pocus song by the band Focus and they're the Yo Letty Yo Letty That was embarrassing. <laughs> ah, that was pretty And crazy. then like the Tin Man song. 
you know you know he's it's during another montage you know if i only had a brain oh, and God. Uh, even michael keaton couldn't save it and i love him yeah, that's yeah anyway, I want I want to I want to hear Mike rail about the uh <laughs> RoboCop remake movie. I just wanted to it's just entertaining for me to hear him his annoyance about that 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 exists. Uh, I even saw that in IMAX. Oh, nice. Yeah. So anyway, back to Harvey McCloud here thinking that the elect- the bomb can blow him up remotely by electronics. Uh, once inside the bank, Harvey handed the bank manager, Denise Hutchinson, a letter. I thought I was dealing with an irate customer because he was agitated. I proceeded to read the letter, and about midway through, it shocked me. It upset me. I looked around the lobby, and it was very scary. Uh, Yeah, it was very scary that if I didn't do the right thing, that all of us could be blown up as a result of that. Denise Hutchinson decided to comply with the gunman's orders. She and another bank employee filled a briefcase with the exact amount of money demanded in the letter. The robbery had gone according to plan, but then Harvey performed a quiet act of heroism. I didn't want to see innocent people get killed. I couldn't do much about me, but I could at least take the bomb with me and to protect the other people in the bank, so I walked out the door with it. In the back of the cab, Harvey found a list of instructions. First, he drove to a hardware store 15 minutes away. He parked the cab, leaving behind the cash and the car keys. Then he walked about a mile to a payphone. The instructions said the gunman would phone Harvey with directions for dismantling the bomb. I waited about five, ten minutes and no call came in. So I happened to look at the telephone and it said no incoming calls. So then I knew something was up. So that's when I called my dispatcher and told her what happened. And before this, the gunman, he had told him, don't try to do anything. Uh, I got people watching you the entire way. I'm Batman. <laughs> he's he's uh, got the Batcave surveillance on on uh, on a uh, poor Harvey McCloud over here. Bat binoculars watching him <laughs> with his turban and his awful. <laughs> oh my God! I'm just it's got the image of Batman. With the turban on this and the fake like, beard. This is more like the campy, like, what, 1960s Yeah, the, 60, yeah. Yeah, the 1966 Batman, yeah. where he's going to start dancing and... Adam West. Break out the uh, shark repellent. <laughs> God. I watched an episode of that uh, recently where... Uh, I forget which villain it was. I think it might have been the Joker or something, but he used some zapper gun to turn all these... Uh, international dignitaries into, oh that like, was the movie that was the movie oh was that the movie yeah he turns yeah. into like salt or dust or something and yeah all yeah. D- different colors he puts them into vials and yeah that was such a fucking wacky show so campy the definition of camp um so within minutes the police were on the scene and the area was evacuated harvey mcleod sat alone in the eye of the storm i wasn't very calm inside i was shaking my stomach was rolling. I had all these things going through my mind, I, just wondering how long I was going to be in this old world. And I thought the reenactment uh, depiction of it, all, all that was was um, pretty uh, not good, but like it was good enough. I thought I that thought, was better than the the guy in the turban. I yeah, mean, that was that was like sketch comedy. It was that uh, looks, looks like something out of the state or something on MTV. 
it's it was it was one of those scenes where you really needed to depict that like some the old man with the bomb strapped to him sitting alone with with cops you know yards away from him not able to get near him like that's something that the new show i feel like would botch like they would somehow like mess up that visual but they wouldn't even show that visual yeah they probably wouldn't even show it they just like interview a, a bunch of people so this is just like one example of many of how like the old unsolved mysteries, even though the reenactments aren't always like top notch, they're entertaining and they paint a picture better. Well, yeah, I mean, yeah, the even the the turban guy, as bad as the acting was, it was entertaining. Yeah, you know, it was it was a, one of many examples of so bad it's good acting by these. Uh, probably one-time actors usually yeah oh yeah they like <laughs> on these reenactments they liked using their unknowns you know matthew mcconaughey and cheryl hines aside they definitely liked using their unknowns and they use the same unknowns sometimes yeah. like like one can t- you imagine like the casting call like what what if you they thought they were just they didn't know what role they were going to play on the show until they show up on the set and they hand you a turban and a fake beard. And then they're just like, uh, you're going to play this guy who kidnaps this cab driver and wants you to speak in a very low, hushed whisper. Uh, and uh, yeah, go and the, for and, it. And the actor's just like, <laughs> the actor's just like, no one's going to see this, right? Oh, no, no, it's fine. <laughs> then he like gets done. Number one show on NBC, Unsolved Mysteries. Fuck! <laughs> like, I'm that guy! No one's gonna say, hey, uh, loved your performance as the fake mustachioed turban guy on uh, Unsolved Mysteries. Do you want to pl- play a leading role on ER? You know, like, that probably wasn't gonna happen for them. But apparently no. McConaughey's glistening abs got him a lot of work, so never know. He did get shot well, I would say. Matthew McConaughey got shot very well. He he really uh, portrayed someone getting shot in a in a good way. I okay, I thought you were like uh, the cameraman shot him well. No, the gu- no him he he took bullets in him well. He did a good oh, job okay. at at being shot. <laughs> I don't know how hard it is to act like you're being shot. But but he uh, he did it pretty well. Well, he made it convincing. You know, there are other times where people they overdo it. What if, like, as he was laying there bleeding out, like in the reenactment, he he was just like, "All right, all right, all right," <laughs> <laughs> and then he like just gives up the ghost after that. Oh my god! But um, yeah, I know. I talked to uh, the real life uh, guy. Um, Everything, every information in my head escapes me now because of this goddamn anti-anxiety medication. It wasn't the guy, right? Didn't no, it was his sister, to... Donna Parks. Yeah. I don't remember the yeah. guy's name, uh, but Donna Parks. I actually talked to her, and you can hear that interview um, on this podcast if you scroll back uh, further back enough. Um, the a woman in the uh, the reenactment who drives up in the cheerleader outfit and sees the gunman shooting her brother, uh, I talked to her. Uh, on on the phone or whatever for this podcast. So. so eventually, the bomb squad arrived, right, and released Harvey from the device. X rays later determined that both bombs were fakes. The robbery had been perfectly executed, almost. Two witnesses later told police they had observed an unusually dressed adult male outside of the bank at the time of the robbery. 
However, they were unable to provide police with license plate numbers. Now, the way that this scene was shot, I don't know if you caught this, but it, it looked like he was going to turn to he turned to the camera as if he was going to break the fourth wall like Deadpool or something. Because it was it, like the way that they shot that particular scene, he just turns around, looks at the camera. It was really kind of, I, I don't know, I, I think the way that they handled that particular scene, the way they edited it and everything, was a little awkward. It takes off the mask and then looks, you know, or takes off the turban and, and the beard and then turns around and looks straight at the camera. I didn't notice that. I didn't pick up on that. Yeah. Someone in the comment section here from November 16th, 2016 says, I don't know how to contact the show. Because uh, I'm reading off of unsolved.com. Uh, I'm from California. I believe I know the white male with a low tone voice. I met him through my mother's boyfriend's boss. But what makes me think it's the same man? Because around the time of the robbery, a uh, few days maybe, I saw him at the local library and he saw, and he saw, I, ju- I guess it's supposed to say, he said, I just had another child plus homeless he gave me 20 bucks okay this is not a very well written paragraph no i live in oklahoma now but i'm pretty sure that the man who the cab driver described in the photo are the same man i hope someone can contact you know it's it's tips like these that i guarantee you came into the uh the like call center back in the day that were just these, and they're like uh-huh yeah uh-huh. just these random kind of uh you know, things or whatever that where they're like, uh, well, we have to follow up on this. So, yeah, they do. They would probably be like, uh huh. Uh huh. OK. All right. Thank you for calling Unsolved Mysteries. Yeah. Have a nice day now. But you never know, though. I mean, it's hard to say, you know. Yeah. Now, they uh, one uh, constant with this show is the uh, photos of the composites. And the composites of the turban guy, uh, they, they are some uh, comedy gold themselves. Like the way that this, some of the composites, for some reason, they look so inhuman. Like this guy looks like the fucking Easter Island statue uh-huh. or like his or, or the shape of his head is like a can of twisted tea. You're like, yeah, there's the guy. He, his head looks like a fucking can of twisted tea. <laughs> Yeah, so um, apparently the case is still unsolved, so I guess the guy got away with it. Yeah, the statute of limitations expired. And Harvey, he passed away in 2006. Dang, he lived kind of a long time because he was already kind of old in the show, I guess. I mean, so I guess he was in his 70s when he died. So the next case is the murder of Carson Prince. Uh, 19-year-old Carson Prince grew up in Mamuel, Arkansas, the oldest of Tom and Suzanne Prince's three children. When she was 13, her parents divorced and she was deeply affected. However, she overcame her problems and eventually got a scholarship to the University of Arkansas. During her sophomore year, she left school and moved in with Tom. On April 20th, 1999, she told him that she planned to pick up registration forms for the university where she planned to re-enroll in the fall. According to the housekeeper, she left uh, at around 11.45 a.m. At around 12.15 p.m., several drivers called 911, describing a speeding white Ford pickup truck that was swerving erratically along the Arkansas River Bridge 
on Interstate 85 near Little Rock. A female passenger was struggling with a male driver to get out of the pickup truck. As horrified witnesses watched, she was thrown out of the truck as it was going more than 70 miles per hour. Fucking ouch. Yeah. And I thought the way that this is a later uh, season of Unsolved Mysteries, I think when they were on Lifetime. Oh, you can definitely tell from how it's shot. It totally was. Yeah, but but I still think they did a good job with the reenactment of what was happening on the highway, you know, with the stunts and everything. Uh, but yeah, you can tell it's a lifetime thing because the way the cinematography is is very different than uh, earlier non-lifetime unsolved mysteries. So uh, she was soon rushed to the hospital with massive head injuries. She was identified as Carson and her parents are notified. Tragically, just hours later, she died from her injuries. Arkansas State Police discovered Carson's Ford Bronco alongside Interstate 430, just a half mile from where her body was found. The gas tank was completely empty. Strangely, less than 30 minutes after she left, she was apparently heading back home in the opposite direction of her errands. A gas station was within walking distance, and her next move did not make sense to her parents. Witnesses reported that a young white male with a white Ford pickup truck was parked next to her car. They were engaging in a conversation, and he was holding a gas can. Carson's relatives do not believe that she would have gotten into the truck if the man was a stranger. Another Unsolved Mysteries trope right there. Uh, I don't believe that my daughter or my son or my significant other would trust strangers. They wouldn't do anything bad ever. They were angels. So they believe she was forced into it or she knew her assailant. Authorities learned that she had a stormy relationship with a man who she met while working at a local country club. Her friends wanted her to break up with him, but she seemed unwilling to do so. He was a suspected drug dealer, and he may have used her car for his deliveries. Can you imagine finding that out? You find out that your boyfriend is using your car for, you know, or your girlfriend is using your car for drug deliveries. wonder how that uh, argument would go down. Um, I think for me... Would you stay with the girl? Well, uh, knowing that they sell drugs uh, would be, uh, like, being beat over the head with, like, a red flag the size of like florida flagpole yeah the size of florida (laughs) yeah uh so if you're staying with that person after you've you've basically accepted the fact that i'm dating someone who's a drug dealer and then once they start asking to use your car i mean it's kind of like what now all of a sudden you're gonna have uh standards and be like well you can be a drug dealer but the second you want to Use my car. That's where I draw the line, buddy. I guess the point I'm trying to make is that if you are willing to look past the fact that your significant other is a drug dealer, then you probably won't mind them uh, using your vehicle. Well, yeah, but I think the way that it's set up is uh, it says he may have used her car, so she doesn't know that he's a drug dealer, I don't think. It's a suspected drug dealer. But I just thought it would be a a really insane scenario to all of a sudden this girl that you've been dating or this guy uh, for the gals that are listening 
and then all of a sudden you find out they've been using your car for drug deliveries. <laughs> so uh, the day before Carson died, she arrived at Suzanne's home, upset that her boyfriend had been arrested on drug charges. She believed that Suzanne, a deputy district attorney, was involved in his arrest. So she was upset at her mom for, I guess she thought uh, he was framed. How naive she was. Uh, sadly, a lot of people uh, tend to be that way uh, when it comes to uh, that kind of situation. Uh, Suzanne, who was not involved in the case, asked her to leave because she feared that the boyfriend may have been outside. Just 12 hours later, she was killed. Although authorities have cleared Carson's boyfriend in her death, some believe it is possible that his drug dealing led to it. Others believe that she may have been fleeing a stalker, but authorities believe that she simply ran out of gas at the wrong place at the wrong time. Now, they talk about the Ford pickup truck, and it is an interesting truck because for some reason it has this uh, just huge decal uh, or, or paint job of the word Ford yeah. painted in red on its tailgate. And I, I, I don't know if Ford themselves did that because I think that would be uh, a little much. Like they already have, you can clearly see on the truck there's the Ford uh, emblem. So it's like, why, why do we need to have like it's Ford? Might as well have an explanation, exclamation point at the end of it. I like underneath it, like play Freebird or something like that. <laughs> so this case is actually solved. Oh, nice. In October of 2004, Stephen Talley walked into the Perry County Sheriff's Department and confessed to being responsible for Carson's death. He claimed that he picked her up because he wanted to rape her. When she realized something was wrong, she panicked. She said that her father was the mayor of Little Rock and that if anything happened to her, he would haunt him for the rest of his life. Talley claimed that he then struck her in the head with a crescent wrench. Ow. He also said that when she tried to jump out of the truck, he pulled out a gun. However, during the struggle, she fell out of the truck to her death. So, in this scenario, she would have died either way, seems like. He would have killed her by shooting her right then and there, or he would have killed her later after he, you know, was done with her. So, sorry if I, because I, I literally watched this segment right before we recorded. So, this Steven guy, that, that was not the boyfriend, right? No. It's no. just some random guy. Yep. God yep. damn, wrong man. Wrong place at the wrong time. Ugh, God, it feels so fucking bad for women. And I don't mean that in a patronizing way. I, I, I literally, I really do. Like, I really, I fucking hate how there's, like, how much more you have to watch yourself. Yeah. You know, because I, I just, I do what I do, and I'm careful and cautious, but Jesus, man. I mean, it's I've, not the same. No, it, it's it not. Isn't. I mean, like, just my, how I look alone, like, I don't look like someone that would be, uh, I'm not saying I'm some big, burly motherfucker, but, like, I'm not, I don't look like someone that could be easily fucked with, you know, without putting up a fight. Yeah, um, me but, on the other hand. <laughs> well, you know, whatever. 
Teach their own. Yeah, at least you're not a sexy female, Mike. You know, I mean, no, that's, no, because no. they they got it the worst with the cat calling yeah. and the you know mm-hmm. all the dick pic sending and all that. Dude, the amount of chicks I talk to who, I mean, not not only being harassed like in person, but all the online like oh, uns- yeah. unsolicited dick pic sending all the, the friend invites. You know, on Facebook, Stephanie probably deals with that. Oh, she's got like hundreds of unanswered friend requests from random dudes. <laughs> yeah. It's um Yeah. Pretty bad. So uh however, during the struggle, uh Carson fell out of the truck to her death. Tally also admitted to murdering sixteen year old Barbara Leggett and her twenty five year old boyfriend, Christopher Barnes, who vanished on June twenty first in nineteen ninety nine. He was then found shot to death a few weeks later, but there was no sign of her until 2004 when Tally confessed and uh, led police to her skeletal remains. Investigators discovered that Tally matched the description of Carson's assailant and owned a truck that matched the assailant's vehicle. When investigators examined it, they found that he removed items and modified it to make it not match the description of the assailant's vehicle. His wife also claimed that he made comments about Carson's death Claiming that he was worried that someone would call the police because his truck matched the description of the assailant's vehicle. Why the hell would you tell your wife that? Why would you tell anybody that kind of stuff? Oh yeah, uh, I, 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 uh, I may have been involved in the disappearance and murder of of this uh, girl named Carson. Well, I, well, I wanted to get off his chest, you know. Yeah. I mean, shit. Like that's. If if you if you're sane enough to have a fucking wife and 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 keep your nose clean, then but that doesn't necessarily mean anything. I oh, mean, because I mean, you it, know these killers, these serial killers, like you know, like the BTK killer. You know, he right, had a family but, and I, well, no, I know, but like there's there's varying degrees of sociopathy, and and maybe this guy yeah. was just on the 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 smaller spectrum of sociopath where he was able to obviously rape and kill, but it did bother him. Uh, you know, and weigh on him and all and all that. It's, or maybe he uh, mistakenly thought that he was safe with the, with telling his wife his information. Like he thought that she wouldn't actually turn him in or, right. or wouldn't do anything like that. Right. Which you know, I mean, that's understandable considering it's your wife. But at the same time, like I don't know. I, th- I think you would think in the back of your head that. Even though it is my wife, you know, I did a really bad thing. <laughs> I've done a bad, bad thing. Cut my brother in half. As a line from Walk Hard, one of the most underrated oh. comedy movies of all time. I haven't seen that one yet. I, I've heard not of many, it. I, not I, many I know, people have. Isn't that one like a parody of walking, like walk? Dude, it's a parody of all those walk the line. Uh, all those yeah. like bio, like those uh, those singer documentaries. Uh, yeah, the it, rock bio. The, yeah, the rock or uh, country bios. Yeah, yeah, it was. It was a. It was. It took like the Johnny Cash one, the Jerry Lee Lewis one, the Ray Charles one, and it it kind of like wrapped it all into one, and and it was brilliant. Can't believe that movie didn't. I can't believe it bombed as bad as it did because it was so good. I'm not surprised that it bombed because it's a hard sell. 
I think, you know, for a lot of people at that time, they were, they, it might have been too high of a concept. I guess that's why uh, I liked it so much is because because it was that high concept and it really yeah I think I, I think I might like it if I check it if I decide to check it out because I like high concept comedies <laughs> like that that are satires that you know put a little more effort into the writing and the comedy it's a big reason why I was so surprised by Popstar I didn't care for the Lonely Island at that time I wasn't big on Andy Samberg. And I really liked that movie. I thought it was hilarious. I've, n- I've never heard of that one. Big I think you though. might like that one too. Pop Star Never Stop Popping because it's like a music parody too. It's like a parody of like pop personas and pop music. <clears throat> there's even like a there's even like a little uh, dig at uh, you know the the DJs that wear those crazy helmets and stuff oh, this yeah. time around. Like it's so absurd. It's like shooting lasers up into the air, and it's it's just it's super bright with like way too many fucking lights on it. Yeah, it's it's hilarious. I I used to so, think I used to think Lonely Island was really funny, but as I've gotten older, I kind of look back at the old stuff, and now it just really comes off to me as like bro Chad humor. Yeah, like college I, I guy think, humor. Yeah, there's some of that in Pop Star, but I, there's some other stuff I think. Uh, you'll you'll appreciate um the other stuff i would recommend in terms of music parodies the uh documentary parodies that deal with uh uh documentaries about musicians or or, uh band films on uh documentary now okay which is a whole series uh that was parodying and was a satire of documentaries like there's one that's a satire of uh of a documentary about like this short-lived folk band you know that had a hit but then situations arose and they broke up and uh it's i think it's called like catalina breeze or something it's hilarious Mm. would definitely recommend that one so anyway His wife made comments about Carson's death. Uh, he also told her that he was not in Little Rock that day. Tally then pleaded guilty to all three murders, and he served. He uh, received a life sentence without the possibility of parole. Good. Fuck that guy. He sucks. And can go to hell. <laughs> That's one way to put it. That's definitely... Uh, um, Something that I agree with. Moving right along, uh, we are going to our final segment of the podcast, The Perks of Being a Josh Flower. You guys know what time it is. I uncovered my diaries that I wrote in from when I was a teenager uh, a few months ago when I would write on the website Zanga.com. And um, these are usually cringy, usually very shines a light on what kind of uh, self-centered piece of shit I used to be <laughs> um, and how politically incorrect I used to be. Um, so we're we are resuming my diary readings. And by the way, I have to say this, make this um, disclaimer. Um, <clears throat> I haven't pre-read any of these, so whatever I come across on here, just know that I don't endorse it anymore if it's 
offensive or crazy or whatever. That's just how I talked at the time, and I was a piece of fuck back then. Saturday, August 20th, 2005. Hello, Zanga. Well, I think I'm giving in to the calling of MySpace. I spend more time on there now than I do here. It's not always going to be like that, though. I got offered to be the drummer for a band called Stronghold. I think I'm going to do it. It all started yesterday. My friend Olin called me, and he said, do you want to be the drummer for my friend's band? And I said, I don't know. And he said, dude, you should do it. You're sick as fuck on the drums. And so we talked for a while, and I told him I would. But there are a lot of details we still have to go through, like where they practice at, because if I have to drive all the way to Middleburg for practice, I ain't going to like that. Oh, yeah, I got my license in a week and a half. Oh, I get my license in a week and a half. So anyway, I'm glad Olin thought of me when they needed a drummer because I want to be in a band again, damn it. See, it pays to know people. If I hadn't kept in touch with Olin, when he wouldn't, then he wouldn't have offered me this. On another note, that o- note of A, I thought I was so clever doing that back then. I'm going to Murray Hill tonight for an extravaganza. Basically, it's going to be lame, but I have nothing better to do. A lot of people will probably be there, and I... I will feel awkward and have to put on many faces to talk to the many different people there. Uh, I wish one day I could be the same around everyone, but that just can't happen right now. So I'm going to go because I'm tired of typing. And then I say something. Huh. Ex- then I say something extremely politically incorrect at the end of that. That I'm not going to read. Wow. Wow. Uh, I remember. Yeah. So we, we see in this post is the very beginnings of like MySpace starting to happen uh, I mean, considering now that MySpace is nothing but a distant memory, uh, this makes this all the more fascinating to me. I do remember joining that band Stronghold. Uh, we we did like two band practices, and then they got they. I think their original drummer decided he wanted to be back in the band, so they j- basically kicked me out before I was even in. <laughs> so that was just a waste of time. Yeah, pretty much. And it, it was all the way out in Middleburg, which doesn't mean anything to anybody who doesn't live in Jacksonville. But basically, it was like a 45 minute drive just to get to this fucking practice space. And the guys there were all country boys and they made me feel really uncomfortable. And one, the guys who owned the house was incredibly racist and he had all these racist signs inside of his house. And Oof. he asked me like these racist questions and. The, the music they played was like old school hardcore. So the every single drum beat was just black on 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 just that constant snare drum going on. Um, it was like the most cardio I had ever had at that point, like trying to keep up. And I'm just like, there's no fucking way I can be in this band. This is too intense. This is fucking ridiculous. So how was Murray Hill? Was that as lame as you thought it was going to be? Because I love how you use the term extravaganza, for one. <laughs> and also, you're talking about how it's gonna, how much it's going to suck. Why even go? <laughs> because, Mike, that was the dichotomy of Josh Cannon back then. It sucks, it's lame, yet here I am still doing it. Because I'm a little bitch <laughs> that just wants to complain instead of be positive. Yeah. Like, that was just, that was my default note. Just negative, sour bitch. Uh, it's the only note that in my arsenal at the time. Just an exploding warhead. And the comment that I made of, um, I'll have to put on many faces to talk to many people. I wish one day I could be the same around everyone. 
that that's a very poignant um, feeling. Yeah, that, I that, thought so too. I've I've had that feeling my whole life. Only until the past few years, I am very proud to say that I now act the same way around everybody. But you don't know how long it took me to get out of that. I, dude, for my whole life, I just, I acted, I had a, a Josh for when I hung around with my best friend. I had a Josh for when I hung around with my mom, my dad, my brother, my cousin, my, my church congrega- congregation, you name it. I had a different face or mask for everybody. And I envied the people who were just always themselves wherever they went, because I just couldn't do that. I always felt like I had to conform and be like a chameleon so people would like me like the most or or whatever but as yeah. as of the like the last three years i think i finally mastered just being like well Fuck i think it. this is who i am everyone puts on a mask in some scenarios like for instance uh <laughs> how you act around your close friends versus how you act around your employers or uh, other family members like for instance i know that some of my uh, family members like my grandmother and uh, you know other people in my family I, I know i need to act differently you know i i not swear so much you know not do that kind of thing so well i with the job i have um i i don't have it doesn't to, matter yeah it's like really <laughs> the only time i act different now is when i'm doing a wedding and i i'm around the bride and groom and everything and i and i do act more dialed back and more professional and all that but i mean any other time i how i am on the podcast is just how i am in life uh, everywhere um so yeah anyway moving on to sunday october 21st 2005 i guess we're gonna find out how that murray hill event went murray hill was cool last night i'm a networking motherfucker as of now there are two band possible possibilities for me the band stronghold and it is finished that's right, it is finished. I talked to Chris Staley last night, and he was totally up for it. And John Delacruz wants to also. And his brother, Sean, the singer, wants to also. And I sure as hell want to play bass. So once we get a drummer, we are set, which is good for me, because I have been feeling down about something, and I'm not going to make... And I'm not one to make, quote, private Zanga entries, even though I don't want this person to know this, but I think I like them again. But I read some bad news that took some of the wind out of my sail. I need to get over this, though, but I can't because there is still some love for this person. I definitely have. But what can I do? Nothing. I'm not feeling sorry for myself. I'm not. I don't do that. Yes, you totally do. But no girl is interested in me, and I thought of something. The only girlfriends I've ever had dated losers. So what the fuck does that make me? I know life is unfair sometimes, but God didn't bless me in the area of the ladies, but I don't have many other strengths. I just feel bad for kids who... But I do have many other strengths. I just feel bad for the kids who don't. Dot, 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 dot. So, Hmm. uh, my first band I was ever in is finished. Uh, Our drummer, my best friend Josh, went on to play for this other band called Our Finest Hour, which you guys in the past episodes have heard me rail against because I... Uh, that's why I was like, he's living my dream because he was in a successful band. <laughs> they they were successful at the time, and I remember that some chick walked over to him and asked him for his autograph, and I about lost my shit because I'm like, fuck, I'm the one who's supposed to be signing autographs. Um, so that I guess that night I have met... you ever had the opportunity to do that yet? Oh, dude, yeah, I've signed I've signed my name on okay, tons cool. of shit now, like but yeah. mainly people who order the CDs. Uh, or 
you know, stuff like that. They usually want me to sign. I meant like in public. Yeah, it shows. Yeah, yeah, I've done that before. Yeah, I've oh, signed cool. my autograph a few times. Um, and, and it's cool. It's definitely a makes you feel good. But um, yeah, so that was that. Um, and, you know, and I like how I was playing all coy about, oh, I, I don't want to make a private entry, but I still have feelings. Oh, yeah, like it's not Casey, you know, like, you know, the fucking that's so, that's so obvious. Uh, Monday, August 22nd, 2005. I am the drummer for Stronghold. Woo! I have my first practice tomorrow. <laughs> that is so cool. That is an answered prayer from God. I have to play drums You're a lot more. Not really the drummer. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't go don't go back to the future on me and ruin uh de- <laughs> old Josh's uh dreams here. Let him live in this moment for this this second. Uh I have I have to play drums a lot more now, though. Whoever reads this, you guys got to go to my concerts if we start having any. Wow, I'm so excited. Comment or something. All righty. Well, um, here we go. Wednesday, August 24th, 2005. Hello, Zanga. Well, not, last night was pretty sucky. I got done eating a candy bar and drank some milk, and then I just got a craving for a cig. Cigarette. So I went outside and did one. Well, I think I hyperventilated when I was doing it, and when I got inside, I started feeling the beginning of a panic attack. So I just sat around and waited to see if it was gonna what it was gonna do, and then it turned into one. And this was a bad one. It lasted for like two hours, and towards the end, my stomach was cramping so fucking bad, and it, and I was like bloated. I think it was because of the milk. So I'm throwing those damn cigs out, man. I'm done for a while. I'm in a band now, and they are all straight edge, and I don't need to be doing that anymore. It's not cool. My night could have been so much better last night, so today at school it was rather boring. A normal day, I guess you could say. I made a new friend. His name is Patrick. He's the old drummer from Our Finest Hour. He's cool. I'm glad I'm friends with another musician. Never know when they will need a bass player, drummer, whatever. Yeah, but anyways, our first band practice is this Monday, so I need to practice with my drums some more. I hope I can get this right. We will see after the first practice, I guess. What's up with the zero comments lately? It's pretty gay since I'm used to getting comments. (laughs) MySpace has seriously taken over, I swear. Uh... It's everywhere now. That's all people do. You know that old guy who lives across the street who spits on the little kids? He has a MySpace. Your pastor has a MySpace. My fucking dog has a MySpace. It, it's gay, but whatever. I'm going to go. I got to pee. Bye. Mr. Wilson has a MySpace. You get a car. <laughs> you get a car. Uh, that angst is kind of what a lot of people, how people felt when people were moving to Facebook. <clears throat> yeah. When they were moving away from MySpace. And probably how some people are face on Facebook are feeling because of Instagram and all of that. But I don't think Instagram Instagram's not the same. No, I don't it's think not the it, same interface. It's not the same kind of interactivity. It's it's a much more shallow social experience than Facebook, in my opinion. I don't see it taking over. I do think all the young kids do uh, fuck with Instagram more than they do, do Facebook, though. Oh yeah, yeah. Like like twenty four and below, I'd say. Are definitely more or uh, Snapchat. Yeah, which I fucking hate. Snapchat. It's so annoying. I I hate when I get into these long tangent conversations with people on Snapchat because it's like, oh, now I have to hold a camera up to my face and respond back, and I usually I don't look good because I'm just at home. Yeah, you know, looking like a pile of stool. So, <laughs> um, or or um, 
TikTok. That's the other thing uh, right now. God, my band's got to get back on that because it's it's <laughs> it's becoming so popular. We're, we'd be yeah. we'd be stupid not to get back on it. What are you gonna do? Some dancing <laughs> for TikTok? I can just imagine you just the look on your face while you're trying to do the TikTok dance. You're just dead inside. No, I'm not. Oh no, I'm not doing any of that stuff. I still, <laughs> I, I have I have my dignity. God damn it. Um, Saturday. You're not gonna do one of those acting duets either. You know the some of the some of the TikToks are. I gotta be honest, they're kind of funny. Some of, like, there's so much just because cringe of how out cringe there, though. they are. Yeah, yeah that's a thing, because man. of how cringe they are. <clears throat> um, yeah, it's it's pretty bad. All right, so um, this- I'm wondering like if Unsolved Mysteries was was a thing of just as popular, like it just was now a thing, and Robert Stack was still around, and it was blowing up. Would they be doing TikToks? Would they be doing Instagram, you know, things? Would you have Robert Stack doing a TikTok dance? Well, like, I watch, like, <laughs> NBC News every morning when I wake up on YouTube. And at the end, Lester Holt always goes, uh, in his professional broadcaster voice, he's like, Thank you for watching our YouTube channel. If you would please like and subscribe. And it's just so weird <laughs> to see, like, this professional news anchor say the same thing that some 12-year-old boy in nebraska says at the end of his shitty videos you know like thanks for watching please like and subscribe like so annoying uh, right, i'll read a few more of these and then we'll end it uh saturday august 27 2005 saturday so they say it's very gay so they say <laughs> i think i was trying to rhyme <laughs> saturday so they say it's very gay but anyway i went to the mall today and in a funny sort oh, of way God. i didn't even try to rhyme that but i went to the mall uh, and i bought power windows by rush it's good and i got a boss mt metal zone pedal today i still have that pedal i traded it for my regular ds1 distortion bf2 flanger it's sweet what a Good trade, seeing as I paid $60 for the cost of both of those pedals, and the one I got today from my friend costs like $120. i am a little con artist. I want a girlfriend, damn it. No girls like me, though. My stocks are down right now. I need to network myself again. <laughs> I had no stocks. I love how you use my stocks are down. Yeah, for, I know. What a, like, like, yeah, what a mind. What a brilliant mind I have. <laughs> I just don't like risking my ego by telling girls I like them and having them tell everyone else and having it get around and shit. That's what I hate about it. Well, I'm out. And again, I loved using this one particular word at the end of my entries back in the day. So your attempts to rhyme remind me of that scene in Happy Gilmore between Shooter and Happy where Shooter's just like, just stay out of my way or you'll pay. Listen to what I say. Hey, why don't I just go eat some hay? Make some things out of clay? Lay by the bay? I just may. What'd you say? <laughs> <laughs> the movie had some really funny moments between Adam and... I eat pieces of shit like you for breakfast. You eat pieces, eat of, pieces shit. of shit for breakfast? <laughs> <laughs> That's actually my favorite uh, Adam Sandler movie. Yeah, Happy Gilmore. I'd say like that one or like, I mean, Airheads isn't technically an Adam Sandler movie. Airheads but is still great, though. Yeah, that's, that's a really hilarious. underrated movie. Monday, August 29th, 2005. This is Josh when he's deep in his existential thinking Ooh, right here. Existential crisis, Josh? Is there anybody out there in this vast ocean of online communication known as blogs or entries? 
in this galactic galaxy of information. First of all, galactic and galaxy are the same fucking things, you yes. stupid fucking idiot. Can there be someone who stumbles upon two years of my life and would want to comment on it? Seems not. But I'm not getting rid of this Zanga because my space is stupid! All caps, <laughs> exclamation point, exclamation point, exclamation point. You had a Ma- MySpace account eventually. Oh, and you? I totally made one. And I loved it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There we go. Because <laughs> that's, that's, that's the little bitch I was. I, I bitched about it, and then I just went along with it like the fucking follower I was. All right, this is the last one I'll read, and then we'll, then we'll be done. Tuesday, August 30th, uh, 2005. Zanga has been revamped. Because it sucked now, when you do a new entry, it's like you have more options, like this font, for instance. Or maybe I just accidentally got Zanga Premium. Who knows? I am the operator with my pocket calculator! So, yeah. Uh, <laughs> what? That is a lyric from a Kraftwerk song, but I put it in all caps with an exclamation okay. point. Um, I don't know. So, yeah. Uh, school has been alright, I guess. I'm kind of failing Algebra 2. And I'm doing fair in my other classes. Oh, I, I feel you on Algebra 2. Oh, yeah. Fuck, I had to retake that class twice, even in college. <laughs> oh, yeah, I was horrible at math. Um, my mom is fucking hyper as shit today. That's annoying. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay, was she jumping on my bed and be like, Josh, Josh, let's go do something. Uh, I, why, why? I'm just imagining your mom acting like uh, Stewie in that famous clip where it's like, where he's just constantly bugging uh, uh, his mom. Sally, calm down. No, I don't want to. Um, <laughs> I, now I really want to know what my mom was doing that day for, for me to comment on it in my Zanga. Just bouncing off the walls. Um, why is it that no one has a fucking Zanga anymore? Why is everyone on MySpace? Not like I care, because I'm always going to have one of these, and I don't really want a lot of people to know about this anyway. I want to keep it private or whatever. So anyway, school is alright. A lot of hot girls, and they don't even know I exist. Or if they do, they don't care to talk to me. Why do only hot, and I put two T's in hot, why do only hot guys get attention from girls without even trying? And I am really starting to not like how I look lately. I mean, in my opinion, I'm hideous. I'm so ugly, I'm really fat, and I have acne, and all all my hair ever wants to do is fucking gather all in the middle, and it looks stupid. That's mean to say about myself. I'm a good person inside, just not on the outside. No, you weren't a good person on the inside either. Sometimes not even on the inside. Okay, see, see, you you got a hold of yourself there, Josh. I would just love to shed 40 pounds and lose my zits and get rid of these nagging fucking panic attacks. They still come around to remind me how bad life sucks sometimes. Well, they're hey, not. Hey, two out of three ain't too bad, Josh. <laughs> yeah, yeah that's, say that the <laughs> truth. The panic attacks haven't gone anywhere. I mean, I just don't get them that much. Sometimes life can be pretty damn sweet. Last night was pretty sweet. Thursday we practiced too. I want to play bass in a band though. Man, time flies by nowadays. It's already like six thirty. Wow. Okay. Well, I had a lot to say this time. Bye bye now. Alrighty, well, I'm surprised you didn't end with the hair flip. Yeah, it's well, just, there was pl- bye bye. There was plenty of uh, girls don't notice me, whatever. <laughs> yeah, all the guys are hot and they don't even have to try. I'm ugly. I'm worthless. Blah da da blah da da blah. <laughs> wah wah wah. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus Christ. All right, well, that was that was your weekly dose of the uh, perks of being a Josh Flower. 
Boy, did I not disappoint in those. Um, all right, that's the end of the podcast, guys. If you want to become a Patreon member and get the podcast earlier, and you can even recommend cases, much like um, was recommended last week by our patron, uh, Lisa, with the... Uh, uh, what is, it? Let me, is her fucking... Is her name uh, Elisa Lamb? Elisa Lamb was who we covered, but I'm trying to think. Yeah. Lisa was the name of the lady. Sorry, it's not that... Not that I don't care. I just uh, there's a lot of people who reach out to me, and I want to make sure I get your name right. So I am double checking because I'm close to the edge. I'm trying not to. No, not the band's goddamn Facebook page. The podcast. I'm so used to our fucking <laughs> Facebook fan page is like a ghost town. I, I just because I never encourage anyone to like it because it there's no po- Lisa. Yes, I got it right, Lisa. Um. Yeah. Uh, she, she she's just writing all these messages in here that I'm forgetting to respond to. Um, it's easy to lose those messages on your groups. Like they, it's like they ping you once, and then if you don't bother to look at it, then they don't ping you about it again. Yeah, they're like, okay, we understand. You don't want to respond to it. That's fine. We'll never remind you of it again. And yeah, it's although a- they kind of do. Where they'd be like, you have uh, an unopened message. And then, like, you look at it, you're like, I already looked at this. Yeah, well, what I are you talking that. about? That's I, so, that shit's so annoying. <laughs> but uh, at yeah. least it's not actually uh, causing a sound when you get a, in, in, uh, some, a message in your <laughs> inbox. Like, because they had that setting on Facebook for some reason. I had to shut it off. Yeah. And I don't want to get a noise about an incoming message. Now, now I want you to get noises for every little thing you get. Can you imagine that shit? Like, if you just got noises for everything. What I can't imagine are those people who set up their phones to where anytime they get any kind of Facebook notification, yeah. the badge comes up on their phone to let them uh-huh. know. I don't want to know every time I get... I like to check it all at once and, and have a little binge of my notifications. I don't like... I don't want to get a damn message every time someone comments or likes something. Jesus Christ. That would be maddening. Anyway, patreon.com slash uncovering unexplained mysteries. Once again, that is patreon.com slash uncovering unexplained mysteries. Uh, we have a Facebook group that is vibrant and full of good, good-hearted people who would probably not storm the Capitol. Um, you can find that by going to MySpace or <laughs> fucking MySpace. Yeah, right. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to Facebook because I got to get my mind out of 2005, apparently. <laughs> you can go to Facebook, the more relevant platform uh, of the two, uh, even though MySpace is still around. If you would like to. Yeah, that surprises me that <laughs> it is it is still around. You want to go see like an old shopping mall, like what that, like what an abandoned shopping mall go, looks like. Just go to MySpace.com now. Or you could even go to Zanga, because I think Zanga is still around, but I don't know. I don't even think I had a MySpace. I think I just started Facebook, like, way, way late compared to everybody else. So, first I had America in uh, AOL Instant Messenger. I had AIM. I did have AIM. I had that. And then I got... Which is, I think, is Instant Messenger. Yeah. AIM. And then I got Zanga. And then I got MySpace. Then I got Facebook. And then all the other bullshit after that. I, I had Skype and chatted with people on there long before I even had a Facebook account. 
And I used to do stuff on my YouTube account because back in the day, your YouTube account was more similar to MySpace or Facebook where you could personalize it more and you could communicate with people more directly. And at some point, YouTube decided that that was a bad thing and completely removed it. Yep. Because that's how Mike got in touch with me. Was uh-huh. through uh, YouTube message. No, what they decided is, oh, people don't really use this that much, so we don't need it anymore. Yeah, they decide. Yeah, because the thing is, uh, YouTube now more than ever is more focused <laughs> on how people interact on mobile. But I, I can't. I don't. I don't do stuff on my phone that much i do watch some youtube videos on my phone during my break at work but other than that no i don't even have face i don't have the facebook app on my phone because i'd rather just look at that on my computer when i get home yeah i, don't look I, at used, that on my I used to do that phone. too but my gigs have been really fucking boring lately so i've been going on yeah, facebook when I'm i don't my blame you i don't blame you um, like if, if i was in that situation i probably would install the app but i figured that shit out <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Uh, so yeah, anyway, go go to uh, Facebook and type in Uncovering Unexplained Mysteries and just find the group section. I'm not going to teach you how to use the fucking Facebook thing. You can find our group. It's Uncovering Unexplained Mysteries, people. It's right there on your fucking phone. Right there in plain English! Use your God-given eyeballs! Um, sorry, I haven't drank in like 12 hours, so I'm a little grumpy. Um, and if you want to get more of me and Mike... But like separately, like you don't like. <laughs> but like separately, you like you don't like you don't like how together we fucking are on this podcast. I got news for you, Pally boy. You got that option of getting either Mike or Josh, and you can do that by going to YouTube.com. Mike's YouTube channel, being the fucking movie stalwart that he is, he talks about fucking movies. And his YouTube channel is youtube.com slash OCP communications. That's OCP communications. Mike, what was the last video you did? So uh, the last video I did is a review of the fun action comedy Bird on a Wire, which stars Mel Gibson and Goldie Hawn. And then I also talked about uh, a handful of 2021 films because I'm doing a series of videos where just looking through the list of upcoming films this year and just sharing my thoughts on some of them and uh, whether or not I'm looking forward to it or just a kind of a fun way to ring in the new year. Uh, And also talking about how a lot of these films probably aren't going to get theatrical releases. (laughs) Yeah, probably not. I mean, even though they keep trying, like, No Time to Die, the new Bond movie. Now it's like in theaters, 2021. And then they're like, ah, we had a release date in April. Uh, we're pushing it to sometime in the fall now. That, there's so many of these films that were supposed to come out last year that have been pushed back numerous times. With how inefficiently... Last year that, and already right now. With how inefficiently they're getting the vaccine out, there's no fucking way that it's going to be safe to be in a movie theater without COVID cases spiking. Well, I don't think you're going to have to worry about that because I don't think there's going to be that many movie theaters open to begin with because they're hemorrhaging money and, and, and all these main theater chains are struggling hard. If they don't get a bailout by the government, they're fucked. Yeah, same with the concert promoters. I mean, 
Shit, man. And also look at uh, the theme parks and stuff like that. People are worried that Disney might buy MGM. I'm not worried because Disney is, is hurting right now more than they've ever hurt in decades because they're not getting that same revenue from their theme parks right now. They're open, but they're not getting the same number uh, of uh, patrons. They're not getting the, the same amount of cash flow that they're, that they are used to every year. But goddamn Johnson and Johnson and whoever makes toilet paper, they're fucking rolling in the dough right now. <laughs> or the Hansa or, or Purell. Uh. Yeah, Purell needs to start their own theme park now. <laughs> Try the hand sanitizer bath. Just make sure you wear these special goggles or that shit's going to burn. Oh, man. So, yeah, that's Mike's channel. Go there. If you want to look at my YouTube channel, uh, I do the music uh, like reviews and uh, music ratings. I talk about everything music, little mini documentaries on various artists and events such as the Woodstock 94 and 99 debacles. It's uh, YouTube.com slash Dancing with Ghosts. That is Dancing with Ghosts ghosts that's also the name of my band and we're on spotify and everywhere else my last video i did on my youtube channel was my um 2021 channel update video where i basically talk about where i've been where i'm going and where i'm at now um i kind of celebrate the fact that i overshot my projection because i wanted to hit 6,000 subscribers by january 16th because that marks six years i'm on youtube i Mm. think i'm at 6.3k subscribers so that was like 300 more than what i thought i was gonna have so that's cool um and basically i just say in the video how from here on out i'm just gonna be doing uh more music based content and of course as soon as i said that everyone in the comments is like but i like your other videos and it's like well fuck me like (laughs) It's like I put out a video that's not music related and it might do good, but it might get absolutely nothing. And it's like, I would rather. Well, I feel you. I mean, it doesn't seem to matter what I do unless it's a uh, popular new current topic or uh, something that's already really popular. I, I, I mean, I'd be lucky if I get 300 views. But uh, you know, which is sad is, 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 for a channel like yours where you're at like sixteen yeah. k. Like, yeah, and I mean, and I, I, th- there are some videos that I'm, I'm pretty proud of that I think I did a decent job with. But you know, it just is what it is. Also, January is notorious for slow uh, numbers on YouTube, just like pretty much everywhere else for some reason. I don't know why, but it, it actually it really is. Um, so some of these might uh, be slow burns, might get some uh, more views later on in the year or something. Um, but you know, it's it is what it is. Uh, it's frustrating when you see lazy, shitty videos. Oh, I react to blank for the first time, and they get thousands of views and all this ad revenue, and they get all these subscribers. And you watch those videos and you die inside because you're like, this is so fucking cringe and fake. Yeah, but, you know, my my thing with those people is, like, they just got lucky. They got some, somehow or another, they got lucky. They got some break because for every one of those channels that are successful, there's two or three thousand of them 
that, yeah, that, that there's a lot successful. of these reacting reacting reaction uh if i can even say the word a lot of these reaction channels that are being recommended so there's a lot more of them popping up and a lot more new channels and it's just the same lazy shit and it's even more rehearsed because they're using clips from the film and supposedly reacting to it live but when you watch these videos you're like bullshit <laughs> you watch the movie you wrote down what parts you know gave you some sort of reaction and then you just recreated that on on video yeah and also a lot of them are exaggerated because most of the time when you're watching something if it's a comedy you might laugh at something you think is funny uh, if it's an action film, you might be like, oh, yeah, that was cool. Or, or you might have some monologue or some kind of commentary, but it's boring. I'm not going to show that, honestly. Like, if, I, if I'm just being honest with my reactions, it would bore people to tears. Yeah, because, I mean, honestly, like, you know, if you're watching a movie by yourself, and, and this has just been proven, but it's human nature... If you're watching a comedy by yourself, you're way less likely to laugh out loud than if you're with a group of people. For whatever reason, as soon as, like, the more people you watch a movie with, like, say it's, like, a horror comedy or whatever, the more likely you're going to, like, audibly react yeah. to something than if you watch it by yourself. Because I watch shit all the time that I think it's hilarious, but I, I, I'm just internally, like, enjoying the comedy of it. Um, it's rare for me to be by myself in my house and and hear something that's so funny. I'm like laughing out loud. It's not that rare for me, but but I see what you mean. Like there are are some there are a lot of dead spots, and that's what I'm saying. Like that would just be boring. Oh yeah, but I mean, do you think for a second <laughs> that PewDiePie's reactions were uh, not staged? I mean, I feel oh, yeah, I feel like yeah. he was really. I mean, like when I saw him. When I saw a few of his videos and how he would just freak out at the smallest little thing, I'm like, this is an annoying little peckerhead. How, how the fuck did he yeah. get so popular? And why did people care so much that he remained the highest subscriber guy on YouTube? <laughs> why did that fucking matter? Anyway. But at least he seems to put more effort into his videos and some of these reaction channels. Yeah. Well, like people reacting to Queen for the first time. I react to... Uh, we will rock you. Give me a fucking break. <laughs> no way you didn't hear that song beforehand. All right. Anyway, um, I'm going to end the podcast now because there are other things I want to do on my Friday night. Believe it or not. Um. So yeah. Anyway, until next week. See you guys later. Bye. See ya. Ugh. And, uh, you know, just other random things, like, for instance, this constant battle between Disney Movie Club and my bank that I finally ended today, because Disney Movie Club, if you sign up for it and you fulfill your obligation, you are essentially locked in to Disney Movie Club for life. And every month they have a featured title. And if you don't decline the feature title, they're going to charge your card. Well, because of COVID and extra, you know, hyper security and all this other stuff, uh, my credit union is like super uh, protective, even more so than than usual.
when it comes to charges on my card. So I, I was like on the 4th of uh, this month, like January 4th is when it started. I was at work and I was just trying to get something from the vending machine and the card didn't go through. And I was like, what the fuck? And then I spent like the first hour of my shift on hold with the credit union trying to get a hold of somebody to figure out what's going on with it. And I still didn't actually figure out 100% that it was what I thought it was until I got home from work and then logged into my Disney Movie Club account. And then I was like, oh, okay, it's a feature title. All right. So then the next day, I call, figure things out, and uh, get the hold removed. And then I go to the drive-thru today to McDonald's, and the car doesn't go through, and I'm like, this shit again? So then I call the IQ credit union and get a hold of the fraud department again. And I'm like, yes, okay, Disney Movie Club is trying to extort me for money. All right. <laughs> and, the mouse wants his money. Yeah, because really, and, and what's funny is like every time that you call the, the credit union and you call the fraud department, you're trying to lift your the hold on your account. They will say something along the lines of, have you been forced against your will to uh, make a charge on your account? Like, yeah, Mickey Mouse had me tied up and put a gun to my head. And he was telling me, I better buy some more fucking Blu-rays. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's that's very, uh, your credit union is very uh, hardcore. Um Mine, mine does, I don't think does any of that. But stuff. I mean, that's good. That's good. I yeah, mean, they're, I, I'm glad that they're secu- being secure. Uh, but what I ultimately wound up doing today is I contacted an agent through the Disney Movie Club, and I explained the situation. Uh, just cancel this. Stop trying to charge my card every week. <laughs> it's setting off the fraud department. And I thought I was going to have to deal with a lot of uh, trouble because of this feature title stuff. And no, the the person on the other end was immediately like, uh, what's the order number? Gave him the order number. And then they were like, it's canceled. I'm like, wow. All right. I'll keep that that, in mind next time. That reminds me of uh, Sirius XM. You know, all the new cars that you get, they all come pre installed with like three months of free Sirius XM. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that's like 90% of that customer, that company's business is like get striking those deals with all the car companies. Like, Hey, you know, have us in your car and we'll do a free three month trial and then we'll just keep charging if they don't cancel. Uh-huh. So me, like anybody else, I just never canceled it until I got this charge on my bill for like, I don't know how much it was, but I'm like, Sirix, I was like, fuck, I don't even like care about this, <laughs> this Sirius XM shit that much. So I called to cancel and that was like two or three years ago because they are so good on their customer retention line that they will almost give you the service for free just about um, if if you um, try to cancel like. It's, it's yeah. I think I remember you mentioning uh, this one before. Yeah, it kind of reminds insane. me of what's going on with uh, Comcast. Like, I need to give them a call and be like, uh, "Why is my uh, bill uh, higher again?" And then they'll, they'll try to be like, 
uh, we have this other, you know, yeah. bill, uh, this other deal you could take. And I'd be like, uh, I don't know about that. Like, oh. if you just keep pressuring them oh, yeah. and you threaten, if you threaten them that you're going to like leave. Yeah. Yeah. Or like, be like, literally I called Comcast one time cause I was paying like 80 a month for my internet. And I was like, Hey, uh-huh. uh, I've been with you guys for a long time and I, you're charging me 80 bucks a month. Can I get some kind of discount? <laughs> and, <laughs> and they're like, uh yeah, there's some promotion going on and uh yeah, you'll only pay sixty dollars from now on. And I'm like, all right, sweet. And like ever since then, <laughs> that's all they charge me. Like, yeah, wow. dude, like to anyone out there, like if you if you just put the effort in and you like ask sometimes, you'd be surprised. Like they charge what they like the maximum they think they'll get away with before someone complains. But if you actually do complain they have all kinds of st- stuff in place to keep the customers. They don't want to lose the customers. Um, yeah, because with Comcast, I mean, I would guess the internet uh, subscriptions are th- the bulk of their revenue right now. Oh, yeah, I would imagine. I mean, with cable, the cable cutting, which, I, I mean, honestly, and, and I was reading an article in Rolling Stone that even pointed this out, where we're getting to now as a society with all these goddamn companies offering their own streaming services, it's it's literally getting just as expensive as cable was. Yes, like I predicted that. I predicted that when I saw the announcements that these other companies, these other studios, were going to roll out their own streaming platforms. I was like, it's already getting crowded with Netflix, Amazon, and Hulu. And now you're going to have HBO Max, you're going to have Disney Plus. Like, if you want the widest selection of shows or films, and Peacock. But the thing with Peacock is, you can have a free subscription to Peacock, but it's going to have ads, and you're not going to have access to everything, but you still get access to a a good amount of content. (laughs) And then they have this weird thing where you can pay $4.99... And you still have the same amount of ads, but you get more content. And then if you pay the $9.99 a month, you get all the content and pretty much almost everything without ads. But they have this this disclaimer that says, uh, sub due to uh, a deal with the copyright holders or whatever, uh, some of these videos or some of this content is going to have ads and i'm like why the fuck would i pay ten dollars for content that may or may not have ads i guarantee you there's going to be some (laughs) there's going to come some like super bundle uh in the future where it's like get netflix hulu plus google uh or amazon prime uh tv uh, the Peacock HBO Max for $150 a month. That's like, hey, that's exactly the amount I was paying for cable back <laughs> yep. in the olden days. That, that's the whole reason people started cutting the cords. Uh, when, because, you know, when it was only Hulu and Netflix, all these all these like companies didn't mind sourcing out their their vast libraries of shows because they they were the only two streaming platforms out there. And that after a while, it just got to the point to where all these companies are taking their shows back and going, no, if you want to see Friends, you got to watch it on our our streaming platform. Um, or you could just buy it on Blu-ray and not ever have to worry about what streaming platform it's on. 
Yeah, but you know, there's only a small percentage of. People I know, out but there. that's the thing. I don't. I don't understand. It's like if you love the show that much, just buy the fucking show. Yeah, I mean, I have every. Oh, it's too much of an inconvenience to put a fucking disc in a player and go through the menu. Like, I mean, it's pathetic. Yeah, which is essentially <laughs> the same thing you do with a streaming service, except for the menu is built into your Roku yes. or TV. But it's it's really kind of the same thing. Um, I mean, if I want to rewatch Seinfeld, I have all the box sets down here with the Simpsons. I don't have all the Simpsons because that show started sucking after like season 10. But um, yeah, I'll just put the DVD in and, and I'll just watch the episodes. And you know what? Like a lot of times it comes with like commentary and yeah. all this other shit that you wouldn't get with a normal show. And, and hey, guess what? It's ad free because you bought it and you own it forever. I fucking love physical media, man. Like, I really, I, I love it, but it's becoming less and less practical for me, except for when it comes to, like, uh, like music DVDs of any yeah. kind or TV show DVDs. I think those are worth it because there's never, there's not a guarantee. Well, that- I think so- sometimes with films, it's worth it because of the features. There are exclusive features that are, that are on, uh, you know, Blu-ray or DVD or something like that that aren't available on streaming yet. And then when it comes to other things, it's just nice to have a physical copy. And not only that, because there's censorship that's going around. So you'll have, you know, versions that are streaming that for some reason have fucking edits, you know. And then the only way to really watch it uncut is to watch the physical copy. Yeah, there's they do that with music videos, too, online. And and there is nothing worse than watching a music video i like and there's parts for whatever reason edited out like so it's just really annoying um yeah there's no get see anything on streaming services or online you feel like it's just always going to be there but it's not like there's no guarantee that that's always going to be there and be available that's why um it's good i think it's good to have physical copies now when it comes to music that's a little bit different because music has just been so cheapened nowadays that yeah I just kind of think that there's always going to be a way to get... But, I mean, there, there's a silver lining to uh, the streaming wars and everything because that's also made companies like uh, FilmRise go to YouTube to put their content on YouTube to also expand their streaming uh, net, so to speak, in terms of how they can get more revenue and get more views. And that's, you know, why we have Unsolved Mysteries... With Robert Stack on YouTube. We, we need and, to... I, and without ads, too, compared to on Amazon right now because of some deal that expired. It's only on IMDb TV and it's got ads. God. IMB, IMDb TV. Yeah. Fucking Tubi. There's so many. Yeah. There's so many ways to watch shit online. It's insane. It's overwhelming. But anyway, uh, me and Mike we need to do another chit chat cast because uh, I feel like we could just <laughs> ramble on about anything and everything. And you know what? I think that's why we're, we're such good co-hosts because we can do that kind of thing. 